Hello, everybody. Were you just singing Backstreet Boys? Everybody. So yeah, weird. I was just listening to I'm, them in my car earlier. Are you in? Were you in my car recently? That's weird. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I tried to steal it. I tried to hot water and it didn't work. Oh. I'm Darren Carpe with John Thrasher. But here's <laughs> here's the weird thing. Is last yeah. night to Nadine, I said to her. We were on this podcast, which isn't going to come out for a few weeks. It was like a it was like a fun trivia podcast where like friends go on or couples go on or like there's yeah. Jeopardy contestants that also go on, you know? Sure. And um, so Nadine was like, okay, I'll do it with you. And then, of course, she was like, did you study? And I was like, no, oh, <gasps> babe, I didn't study. Oh. Like, it's geared towards us or whatever. <laughs> she won. She won fair and square, although I did oh. help her with a few hints oh. in a way that she did not help me. But I like to see my girlfriends win. Your girlfriends. You know, you got you got a couple girlfriends. Like in you, my life. In your life. I'd like to see my girlfriends win. And your boyfriend's Nadine magic. Is my only girlfriend. Yeah. He's my husband. He's your husband. Let's not. By the way, you're right. Him. I shouldn't have said it like that. You're, I'm I'm setting you up like you have to explain yourself now, and I'm I apologize. I'm not being a good co-host. <laughs> you no, said girlfriend, no, so like what that. am I gonna do? You know. Yeah, and I was like, please don't come like, at please. me or to, uh, at Nadine for some reason. <laughs> like I was saying it as like a phrase. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah. So last night I was like, oh babe, we're so in sync, and I was like, and she was like. Yeah, she and then I was about to be like, we're about to be Backstreet Boys, and she was, she said, she's like, but we're not Backstreet Boys, oh, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. she's not a we, Backstreet Boys. I, fan. We're in sync, family in this. In this household. <laughs> okay, we're in gotcha. Sync family, gotcha. You know, I was. But one of I those... like that you were listening to it. Sometimes I need like early two thousands. Well, music. well, let me tell you, Apple Music. Well, I know. I think you're on Spotify, right? Yeah. Okay. Apple Music, I'm sure Spotify has this too. They make these playlists, right? It's like 90s hits and 80s rock and all these different things. I typically avoid them because I usually like what I like. But the other day I was driving home from a, on, on a long trip and I was like, let me just see what pops up on Shuffle here. And I was having a full-blown concert. Um, it was like my middle school and early high school days were back. And um, yeah, if you saw me bouncing... You know, around in my Tessie on uh, in the Maryland interstates. That's what that's what was going down. That's right. Yeah, sometimes I like to do that with um, early early Eminem. Oh, there's certain Surprising. things that really bring back. Like okay. Kazaa was like, like I had Napster, but then after Napster, I probably right. had LimeWire for a minute. But Kazaa was the yeah. one I really really remember. Same. Me that too. was the one that really took me, mm-hmm. and I just like. When I bring back, like, Natalie and Bruglia's Torn, please, get out of here. I think that's, by the way, did you know that's a cover? I think it's a cover. But she does it perfectly. She does it perfectly. But she does it so much. By the way, Um, not to to interrupt you here, but how are you doing with your move? How's every, you know, I think listeners that don't always listen to NMR may be curious about how your move is going. Well, as you know, I'm moving soon, and that is taking quite the toll on me as I prepare to make a huge trip across the country. One of the ways I'm doing this is by microdosing, and I can't tell you how effective this has been for me. Not only has it reduced my anxiety, but it's really helped me see the clear big picture of taking one day at a time. One microdose at a time, and I just feel so much better. I'll also add that taking this just before bed helps me get a way better night's sleep. It reduces my stress personally, and honestly, I sleep like a baby. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SHAKEN to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com and code SHAKEN. 
All right, John, but enough about my stressful move because the more I talk about it, the more stressful stress I'm going to be. We're like two and a half months out, so at least I'm prepping. Let's get in to this week's case. On the morning of August 25th, 2020, just a few years ago in Tacoma, Washington, 33-year-old Cassandra Cantrell said goodbye to her mother as she left the house. Cassandra had an appointment, uh, sorry, an important day ahead of her. Her first stop was a doctor's appointment. I was wondering why I conflated those two, <laughs> those two words, and I realized they're right next to each other. Anyway. Uh, she, well, that, happen- that, that happens. That happens when that you're happens. doing a true crime show. Sometimes you say things like 199 day, you know, which is the same yes, exact thing. Yes, you do. Thing. Anyway. Yes, you do. Um, nonetheless, Cassandra had recently discovered that she was pregnant and was going in for her very first ultrasound. Now, Darren, I was with some of my close friends uh, in the last few years, I guess you could say, during their first ultrasounds. It's a very exciting time when, you know, parents get that, you know, they get to see what what's going on in their bellies and what might be, you know, the 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 sex of the child, you know, crazy to think about. But yeah, yeah, it's like I never know how people just do this. And yet they do this all yeah. the time, every day, multiple yeah. times in their life. And it seems so daunting. And yet. <laughs> Women yeah. are just fucking badasses. It's women kind of are amazing. amazing. Yeah, I, I always say I could never be a woman because the things that women go through and how they deal with things, like I know as a man that I don't deal with and that I couldn't deal with. Like there's yeah. a reason, you know, that that I'm a man because I'm not I'm not as cool. I'm not as available mentally as you guys. Thank you for admitting that. that yeah, you're welcome. That kind of fell apart at the end, but we're going to just keep going. Cassandra told her mother that following the appointment, she planned on doing some grocery shopping before heading back home. However, hours and hours went by as Marie sat at home, her mother, excitedly waiting for the arrival of her daughter and the very first pictures of her future grandchild. And as you might expect, that excitement quite quickly turned to anxiety as she realized that she could not get in touch with Cassandra, who had been gone significantly longer than originally said. By late afternoon, Marie's calls were being sent directly to voicemail, indicating that Cassandra's phone had been turned off or, you know, had died. You know, your battery dies at the end of the day. Um, There are some people that it's like, I know that if I can't reach them, that it's probably that their battery is dead because there's just some people who <laughs> yeah. like just go out there, which feels like a loaded gun of like, I'm just going to go up for the night on 5% battery. And I'm like, how, how are you doing this? How I have, how are major, you doing this you magical mystery creature, major anxiety about things like that. But also, you know, yes. to, to this point though, if it's in the middle of the day, you know, it's by late afternoon. If, if, if your daughter's phone is going directly to voicemail, you know, that's probably unusual, right? Like, I have a feeling the mom probably knows if she's that type of person that just, you know, leaves it di- leaves right. it die because of the charge or she's just turning it off or whatever. Um, exactly. Well, Cassandra had planned to be home, like we said, in the early afternoon. As the sun went down that evening, her family began to seriously consider the possibility that something terrible might have happened. By all accounts, Cassandra was happy, mentally stable, and certainly not someone who would simply abandon her life without explanation or reason. By the way, we still do hear about those things. I mean, some cases that are unsolved that come to mind to uh, that are already coming to mind are um, Phoenix Colden, who disappeared without yeah. a trace. 
Um, Mara Murray still still don't know what I happened was there. Say, Mara Murray is just like wild yeah. to me that like you know Tim and Lance mm-hmm, forever on the friends. hunt have gone through every single right. through it. But yeah, there's so many people, and the, and the truth is, there's so many people we don't know about. Yeah, it's true. And Mara's sister, by the way, is on TikTok and is giving updates about that case and about the details constantly. I highly recommend if you can find her account. I'm forgetting her name off the top of my head, but she's really interesting. Anyway, Marie, the grandmother, noted that she and her two adult children, Cassandra and her twin brother, Rob, were all extremely close, and it was very uncommon for one of them to not inform the other two of where they planned to go and who they planned to see. So some families have boundaries around these things and others simply don't. You know, this is their maybe this is their way to stay safe. You know, they're like, hey, I'm going to be here. I'll be there or whatever. I mean, it's not not uncommon. Not a bad tactic. Yeah. And Cassandra's disappearance at this point was incredibly distressing to everyone who knew her. And as detectives went on with the investigation, one name was repeatedly brought up by Cassandra's friends and family, a man named Colin Dudley. So 37-year-old Colin was Cassandra's ex-boyfriend and allegedly the father of her unborn child. Now, Cassandra and Colin first met in 2006 while performing with a Rocky Horror Picture Show cast. And as we know... That's right. Megan does Rocky Horror Picture Show and I'm the the Hamburglar. That's right. Megan, uh, you know, is sort of like the director. And she actually sent a note, Darren, about this, if you don't mind me reading it really quickly. She's whenever she submitted this. Yeah. To this research, she says, I didn't start Rocky Horror until 2011. So this all happened before my time. But it does pop up from time to time, like a scary sleepover story when we all hang out. Uh, So Megan did want to contribute that information. Yes. To the show this week. So thank you, Megan, for that. Yeah, I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show is just kind of this, like, iconic thing that I feel yeah. like, and I mean this in a good way, it's just, like, it's timeless, it's never going to go away, just because it's, like, this, I don't know, it's this piece of yeah. culture that everyone kind of holds on cult to and loves, and, and, you know, it's a, it is a cult classic, it's yeah. almost like the Rockettes, right, it's, like, it's not going away, it's, it's you know, the epitome it's, of a cult might, classic, yeah. Definitely, but, you know, <laughs> now we're talking about Cassandra and Colin meeting in 2006, and now we're talking in present day, 2020, right. Right. so... 14 years kind of in between there. Now, Colin was the head of tech and assistant director for the cast, while Cassandra was a performer who played the roles of Janet Weiss, I'm assuming not the Hamburglar, and Columbia, (laughs) the groupie. Again, I'm assuming not the Hamburglar. Who knows, though, Darren? I mean, you may have... Anyone could be the Hamburglar. I believe that you have originated the role of the Hamburglar to be honest, oh. in Rocky Horror. Oh, yeah. okay. So because I created that role. You did, because I think the conversation that we were having, just to remind listeners around the Rocky Horror Picture Show, in the early days, I believe, of Shaken and Disturbed, uh, was that there was a guy named Frankenfurter, and you thought his name was Hamburglar. So Correct. There you go. Correct. Just to update everybody. And I still think I'm correct. But the two quickly sure. became infatuated with each other and began dating as one does when you're kind of on a show. Now the relationship only lasted a few months and soon Colin began dating another cast member named Rebecca who we eventually moved in with. In 2015, so we're jumping ahead about 9 years after hearing through social media that Colin's father had died, Cassandra decided to reach out to offer her support and condolences. The blast from the past, you know, kind of nice to I would like to hear yeah. from maybe an ex from 15 years ago if something bad went down. It maybe shows that they still cared and, you know, obviously in those tough times. Now, 
This rekindled a friendship between them, which they sustained by occasionally meeting up to watch movies, have game nights. According to Cassandra's best friend, Alexandra McNary, for several months leading up to her disappearance, their relationship became increasingly romantic and sexual. Again, not uncommon for exes to get back together. Now, Colin was still dating Rebecca, so this has been a long time now. Sure. But th- 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 this didn't stop him from continuing to pursue Cassandra in secret. Hmm. And when Cassandra found out she was pregnant, she was really hesitant to tell Colin. She recalled that for as long as they had known each other, Colin had expressed very strong feelings about not wanting children. Maybe use a condom, Colin. Yeah, there are ways the around first... this. <laughs> maybe you should just not have unprotected sex. Sure. I'm not saying that they didn't have unprotected sex, because maybe they true. did. That's true, too. And, you know, you know, condoms are only like 99% effective Maybe she like was that. saying she was on birth control and wasn't or missed, you know. God only knows. We Could have been in other things, but like, yeah. you know, there but are there's ways. one true, it's just tried interesting and true when, like, way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but as the affair continued, Cassandra realized that she wanted to keep the baby and felt that it was important she shared the information with him. I often kind of wonder about this, and maybe I don't have to because I'm gay. Right. But I do kind of wonder if, like, if something happened, if for some unforeseen circumstance I did get pregnant, you know, in another world, in another life, with a guy that maybe I didn't really want involved or didn't want to be involved in the kid— what is the obligation? And I'm actually asking this as a question. There's no yeah. judgment call either way because I think you, you know, in order to protect your life, in order to protect your child's life, it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily behoove you to always tell the truth. I don't think it's, it's necessary in all positions, but I do kind of wonder what is the normal course of action for letting that partner know if they don't want children and don't want to be yeah. involved? I don't it's know. A, like, it's a great maybe question. Maybe ignorance is bliss. It's the age-old question across humanity, I feel like. And I've seen so many different uh, behaviors around this in my own life. with, with my And own it's people. no judgment. Yeah, no. Because everyone's I, think, different. I think especially with... With kids and with pregnancy, it's so yeah, of which I, I have neither and I've never been either that it's like, yeah. you know, God forbid you want to put your child in danger or anything like that. But you also kind of want to be like, I don't know. Do they want to know? Do they not? Yeah. What's the right? You know, I, I, I firmly know female rights here, but I just yeah. don't really know the well, rights of the male. Well, and you also have to think about um, to go back to what you were saying about having children with fathers who disappear you did. You did give birth to a reindeer named Tersh, and that father disappeared. I did. Where's he? That father never came back. Where's he? Yep, never came back. Where's that guy? Where's he these days? Where's he? Where's he? Where is he? Good point, John Thrasher. And where where your 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 reindeer baby is is also no one's business, and you don't need to make a uh, a, a, a statement about that. Um, yeah. So anyway. hibernating before Christmas, mm, obviously. Yes. Okay, got it. That makes that does make sense, actually. Anyway, moving right along, everybody who's listening from a long time ago, the last time Alexandra yes. spoke to Cassandra, she had finally broken the news to Colin, who was surprisingly calm about it. You know, you never know how, especially dads who don't want kids, are going to react to this type of stuff. In fact, he assured her that they would meet up to talk through the situation and that everything was going to be all right. With all of this new information about the history between Cassandra and Colin, plus the new details of their continuing romance, Colin became a prominent person of interest with the investigation. And you have to sort of understand why. I mean, this is almost a cut and paste type of situation, at least if you're an investigator at this point. There aren't a lot of other 
kind of avenues to go down. In my and at least that's in my opinion. I'm yeah. also a true crime no, podcaster I I mean, even at this if, point. So I'm an even if they weren't young, yeah. even if yeah, even if he didn't want, you know, the husband or the wife, the spouse, the significant other is always looked at as a person of interest because it usually does happen to people that are very close to that person. Yeah, and There's exactly. literally no one closer ex- outside of the you know, yeah. person you're sleeping with. Yeah, and again, like I do think that you and I could be investigators at this point. We have done so many of these shows. We almost could probably figure out the ending before we get to it. And this is looking very... In another, in another life, John. In, in another, another life. life. Well, the lead detective on the case, Detective Franz Helm... Okay, it's H E L M C K E. Helm K. It could be Helm Key. Helm Key. Helm. I'm going to say it differently each and every time. So you're just going to, everyone listening has to deal with it. That's fine. Anyway, Detective Franz Helm K. Paid Colin a visit at home. The two chatted on Colin's porch, where Colin vehemently denied that he and Cassandra had ever slept together and that there was no way he could have possibly been the father of her child. You have to also wonder what Colin is thinking at this point, too, knowing that this that that his romantic interest is is missing, um, missing and pregnant. And pregnant. We yeah. don't know. That's what I mean. If she told him, and if she didn't, then it's a perfectly reasonable. I mean, for him to say there's no way mm-hmm. after knowing that they had slept together right. is stupid. That but is maybe stupid. they didn't. I mean, there's. He might not be aware. We still don't yeah, know enough. Yeah, we still don't know yet. Well, not only did he deny any recent sexual encounters, but he went as far as to deny having any contact with her whatsoever since their initial breakup in 2006. That's not at that see, math. This is, is also yeah. See, 2006 to 2015. Sorry to interrupt. It's no. like I gra- I was starting. I graduated high school in 2006. <laughs> right. Okay? So I was in college from 2006 to 2010. And, like, it's so funny that we're talking about this today because I was thinking literally about, like, old text messages, you know, because I, I, iPhone didn't exist then, right? So it's not like right. I had, like, the iCloud to put all your messages sure. on. But I imagine there was some sort of way in the ether having the same number in some sort yeah. of capacity if it's the same carrier or whatever, you know, Verizon, that you'd pretty much really be able – I mean, email was still around. AOL was oh, still there's around. A digital I imagine that footprint. these people are connecting from s- – as she said, from social media. So it's like, yeah. there's definitely a digital footprint here. Well, as the as the youth say, Darren, the math ain't mathin' with this, basically. The math ain't okay. mathin'. There That's you right. go. This claim seemed extremely suspicious to investigators, as you might expect, who secured a search warrant to check the contents of Colin's phone, Darren, to verify his statement. To everyone's surprise, the name Cassandra never once appeared, which seemingly backed up his claim that there had been no contact. Now, does that mean that she was under his phone as another name? Like, are they looking at Cassandra the name? Are they looking for... Because especially, you know, he's... Well, let me just say, if he's cheating... That's what I'm saying. He might have put her in as another name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. He might have done that, so... Cheaters? Let me tell you something. Cheaters? I have some experience with people who have cheated. Not me, by the way. I've never cheated. Thank you. But cheaters that do this like this and do it like over time, they've got methods, okay? There's obviously if you're, and by the way, just common sense, if you're cheating over time like that and having a whole affair, um, you're right. not going to put Cassandra in your phone. I, By the way, I'm not exactly sure if that's what we have here in front of us, that that's what they mean by that, but let's just roll with it for a second. You know, it just seems odd. Yeah. But anyway. I agree. However, Detective Helm Kaka 
had a strong hunch Colin was being deceitful. And with some help from Cassandra's mother, the investigative team were granted access to Cassandra's phone records. Now, that's what, that's what we need to be checking. Because she has no, re- you know, she is not in a re- other romantic relationship. She's not hiding anything. Well, upon viewing the yeah. records, Marie noticed a number that had not been saved in her contacts, contacts, but would repeatedly show up in the call logs. Upon viewing the records, Marie noticed a number that had not been saved in her contacts, but would repeatedly show up in the call logs. Suspiciously, that number had called the morning of Cassandra's disappearance. And police discovered, Darren, as you might expect, that that number was, in fact, Collins. It's actually interesting because I get so much. I don't know if this happens to you, but there's yes. just so much spam. Like, All not day. only 10 spam calls, but 100 spam texts being yeah. like, pick up your package or your low mortgage interest rate, you know? And I'm like, Jesus, like, I, you know, like you have no idea who I am. Yeah. Uh, and I always delete a report to junk. But in theory, if you look through my phone right now for like messages from contacts that aren't saved that I just like haven't deleted, like looked at yeah. or whatever, it's like there would be a lot. And I, I'm not going to go mm. to that number to be, you know what I mean? So that's it's kind true. Of, it's interesting how they're kind of playing this. And I wonder well, if they had a conversation about like, we're not going to save the numbers. Cause the fact that Cassandra mm, didn't save Colin's number. That's interesting. Sussy to me. That is I get why he didn't. Right. But her, why? Yeah. It's very strange. I'm trying to think of a single reason why she wouldn't save it. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe people don't do it. I mean, maybe we'll know. my behavior with my phone, by the way, is I want everything labeled. I want every name. I want everyone to have a picture so I can know it. You know, like I'm very like visual in that way. And I have to make sure my phone is visual or I just get lost in the numbers. Anyway, let's keep yeah. going. Anyway. Well, they also learned that Colin had saved Cassandra's phone number under the name Velma. I was which, right. Let's be frank. Let's be frank. Is the lesbian from Scooby Doo? <laughs> That's true. Uh, she recently came Thank out you. as a, they recently wrote her as a lesbian, right? Or has she been a lesbian all along? Yeah, Darren, did. you have to tell us. Only you will know. Well, I, well. I, I, I think you are a lesbian all along. I don't think it's something that just <laughs> happens to come to you. Uh, it's, you don't grow up to be a lesbian. I agree. It's, you know, but um, they did. They did recently write her in. You know, it's like Dumbledore. It's like we only found that after the fact. <laughs> right. That's true. By the way, I just anyway, want to make he, one little note. Yeah. I just stretched in our video. If you're watching this on the Patreon, uh, Sussy Radish. And I just made the worst face I think I've ever made in my life. And I forgot. I hope we can screen grab. No, please don't screen, screen grab. grab. I forgot that I was recording. And only Darren can see me stretch. So I might have to edit that part out. I'm going to put a big black thing a, over it. I'm going to censor it. Taking our noses over here, <laughs> which would be great. Anyway, keep going. It'd be very fun. Colin puts Cassandra's name in the phone under the name Velma, obviously, or presumably, I can't say obviously, but presumably to hide the affair from his girlfriend, Rebecca. And the choice of name kind of perplexed investigators until they spoke once again to Marie, Cassandra's mother, who told Detective Helmke that Cassandra had dressed up as Velma from Scooby-Doo for Halloween. Oh, boy. Now, the I circumstantial mean, evidence against Colin was quickly beginning to mount. However, up until this point, there's no concrete evidence indicating his guilt. Just because he puts her phone in, although this is setting himself up for the fact that he did lie to investigators by saying that there was no contact. Right. Now, that is until August 28th when Cassandra's white Mazda was found abandoned under an overpass in downtown Tacoma. The keys were still inside, along with Cassandra's belongings, but the expectant mother was nowhere to be found. 
Police were eager to learn how the car had been under the overpass and more importantly, who had driven it there. This is another there similarity, city- by the way, sorry to interrupt you, with um, Phoenix Colden, whose car was also found on a highway with the keys inside. I think it was even still running. So very yeah. similar circumstances here. It's odd. You know, there were several, just because you think fingerprints would be all over everything, but I guess that it doesn't necessarily prove anything. But there were several city buses and a light rail train that had traveled on the road where Cassandra's car was found, most of which were equipped with dashboard cameras. Mm. Police asked the Department of Transportation for any footage they had from that route. And upon review, detectives struck goals. Oh, great. In footage taken from one of the light rail trains on the afternoon Cassandra went missing, a man wearing all black clothes, mm. blue gloves, a black face covering, and distinct black fedora, which, by the way, post-pandemic, is like everyone. <laughs> right. Justin Timberlake is and seen, everyone. Yep. Yeah, is seen holding a trash bag and walking uh-uh. on the sidewalk away from the abandoned Mazda. Nope. A trash bag? Trash no. bag. A man walking with a trash bag along the side of any road? Major red flags. Stop and ask him what he's doing with your window only cracked like maybe an inch. Yeah, exactly. And record exactly. it. I wouldn't even crack it. I, I don't know if I was going to say. You know what? Something. Don't take my advice. You may end up as an episode on the show. Do not talk to any strangers with trash bags along the sides of roads. Okay? There you go. No. Well, the CCTV footage from the train. Well, don't talk to people with trash bags and a fedora. Especially if they're wearing a fedora. The fed- don't talk to people with fedoras. Thank you. Thank you, Darren. You're finally, That's it's being we said. It. Finally, it's being said. We By the way, it. where's your fedora? Don't you have like a little fedora that you used to wear on the on the show? I have a bucket hat. Oh, a bucket so hat. Different. Excuse me. Very different. Oh, she's a, she's sophisticated. Velvet, so it's velvet. It's different. Okay. All right. I talk to you though. Well, the like, CCTV. Excuse me. Are you lost? Keep going. Yeah, you would. <laughs> well, the CCTV footage from the train stop on that street captured the same man minutes later. The footage shows him crossing the street to the train stop where he sits down for a few minutes collects himself, and then continues walking up the street to a parking garage. Detective Helmke showed this footage of the man in the fedora to several members of Cassandra's family and friends, and every single one of them identified that man as Colin Dudley. This couldn't be easier. Again, that's also a little bit hard, though, because especially from someone who's, like, innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, the family could have really negative thoughts on Colin, and everyone just sort of agrees. Like, people can see what they want to see. Sure. So... I'm like, that's, it is a very good sign in in the way that they think that it's Colin, but beyond a reasonable doubt that I'm not convinced of quite yet. Yeah. And I think, well, especially with the family, like you said, if they have a reason to not like this man, but the interesting part about this is that those who knew him from Rocky Horror, especially recognized the black hat that he was wearing as it was one of his favorite accessories. So Look, you know, again, the circumstances or uh, evidence is really uh, mounting here. So much so that at Rocky shows, he was often referred to as Hat Man Darren, which gave birth to a disturbing alter ego, actually, based heavily on Alex Delarge from Clockwork Orange, a psychopathic murderer and rapist who finds immense glee in leading his band of cronies into episodes of violence and bloodshed. I saw recently that none other than Dahmer himself, Evan Peters, is going to be uh, the lead in a remake of Clockwork Orange. So get ready for that, true crime fans. Um, not sure if I'll be watching that. I remember hearing about Clockwork it's, it Orange. It is a scary movie. Yeah. It's not oh, you've my... never seen it? No, I remember a lot of my friends in high school were like, 
come over. We're watching Clockwork Orange. And I was like, I'm going to stick to Spice World and like, I'll see you guys when I see you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but the, the question here is, was this alter ego simply a bit to get some laughs or was this a glimpse into the mind of a dangerous man? Well, according to Alexandra, the footage is undeniably Colin. When asked by 48 Hours reporter Natalie Morales if she immediately identified the man as Colin, Alexandra responded, well, who else would it be? Now, that could be, I mean, I want to see this footage. Like, how clear is this footage? I don't know. It's really hard to say. In the court of law, you got to make sure this is the exact right person, you know. But lots of circumstantial exactly. evidence, you, just, you know. You just don't know, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's, it's true. Just, yeah. Well, more footage was retrieved from the parking garage in which the man can be clearly seen, excuse me, a man can clearly be seen getting into Colin's truck. And with footage of the license plate, there was no doubt at this point that this man was indeed Colin. With the compelling video evidence, phone records, and personal history, Detective Helmkeke, which Darren refers to as Helmke, which is very probably correct and respectful, but I'm not there yet. Uh, was confident <laughs> that they had their man. But what they still didn't have was any trace of Cassandra, which I think is a really important mm-hmm. part of this. I mean, there's no body. They don't know what happened to her. Maybe who else was was a part of this. As far as we know, he was just carrying a trash bag. Does that make him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt? I don't know about that. Right. Lying to the police doesn't necessarily mean you're guilty you're a murderer. of murder. Either. Right, exactly. Well, to find what they needed, investigators needed access to Colin's house. By the way, yes, very clearly he was involved, right? So I think from an investigative standpoint, they do need to get this search warrant and continue to look into Colin as he's a very strong suspect, if nothing else at this point. Um, so like I said, they, they needed to get into Colin's house. And on August 31st, 2020... Right in the heart of uh, of COVID, a SWAT team surrounded Colin's home where they detained their suspect and began searching for any sign of Cassandra. Now, cadaver dogs identified a brown couch in the basement as possibly having human remains, as well as several spots on the floor. Um, you know, cadaver dogs, I think I've learned, by the way, Darren, over, over our career, my career, you know, they're not always pinpoint accurate. You know, one cadaver dog may, helpful, may alert. but they're not, yeah, they're not conclusive. 100%. I don't think that, yeah, I don't necessarily think that all your entire case should rely on a cadaver dog. Precisely. However, there was no uh, visible evidence of blood on that floor. If something nefarious had taken place in that basement, it had likely been, a, it had likely been deep cleaned afterwards. Several items such as black trash bags, blue gloves, and a black fedora were retrieved from the residence. Out of the items collected, the most crucial would be the black box from Colin's pickup truck, which when we were when I was skimming through this research before the show, I was like, oh, I didn't know that like trucks and cars had black boxes. For some reason, I had only associated those with with airplane crashes and jets and MH370 specifically, <laughs> because where's that plane, by the I way? Mean, yeah. You know what I mean? But a black box, as you, if you don't know what it is, is a device that retains the location of the vehicle, which cannot be altered or changed in any way. So the information retrieved from that black box would lead investigators straight to Cassandra. I'm curious, John, though, a black box feels very like flying on a plane to yeah, me. Like, right. is that... Is that 
common. That's why I mean I was like, what? A black box in a truck? It's very weird. I'm surprised right. by that. But maybe it's a new thing. Yeah, like this like, was only a couple years ago. So I feel like we're so used to talking about these cases from the 70s and beyond where like, you know, technology wasn't quite what it is today. So maybe they just maybe they do have them. You know, I have a Tesla now and like that thing, you know, you you you'll know every detail of my life, what I'm burping up in the oh. car, pretty much. So yeah, because there's cameras inside, yeah. there's cameras outside. But like, I just never heard of a black yeah. box. Like, it's weird. I get having cameras, but well, the data showed that on the morning of August 25th, Colin began his day by going to Costco, my mecca, <laughs> right, to buy supplies for what he claims was a spring cleaning. I've never brought cleaning surprise at a Costco. That That's interesting you say that because when I stayed at your place, I remember thinking like you always had like 10 of everything and i love that about you that's nadine that's nadine okay. she, she thinks we're living in california already and i'm like that's fine what are you doing yeah i don't know exactly well, i'm trying to remember even one thing but like i just remember being like oh multiples good for them good for them no one needs to be yeah. running back out anyway well <laughs> it's true next he went back home to drop off the supplies and then he drove his car to the parking garage where it would later be spotted in the bed of his truck was a bicycle, and after parking his car, he mounted the bike and began pedaling his way home. Kind of Text weird, though, right? Like, like, okay, fine. It's one thing. If it's like, very well thought out. Yeah. It's very well thought it, out. And it's one thing if you, like, like to bike or whatever, but to go and park your car and then bike home, like, it's just sussy uh, behavior that probably what doesn't make sense for an adult. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. Well, text research show that Colin and Cassandra planned to meet up at his house at 9 a.m., but she arrived about 11 minutes early. Now, at mm -hmm. 8.49, Cassandra texted him, I'm here a bit early. Is that okay? He responds, sure, come on down. Detectives noticed that noted that these messages had been deleted from Colin's ah, phone. Ah, interesting. And both Cassandra and Colin's phones ping them as remaining in the same location for several hours until Colin's phone is shut off and Cassandra's begins hmm. to move away from the house. Hmm. Now, this hmm. is well thought out on his part. I'm not yeah. even confident after 7,000 cases of covering this, I would have been this smart to do all this stuff. Yeah, Smart, right. dumb, whatever. But Cassandra's <laughs> cell phone pings for the last time at a local beach where it was later found in between some rocks on the shoreline. Cassandra's phone goes offline at around noon, shortly before the white Mazda and the hat man were spotted. Interesting. And between CCTV, phone data, and the black box data, Colin was traceable at every location of interest on the day of Cassandra's disappearance. But the data from the day after was what caught the attention of the investigators. Yeah. At about 6 a.m., Colin's truck left his house and drove roughly nine miles to a wooded ravine where it parked briefly. Isn't it incredible? Like, when I think about the ser like serial, right, and the whole Adnan Syed and Heyman Lee situation from 1999 where – you know, back then, cell phone technology was inadmissible in court because it was so unreliable and it should have never been in that case, by the way, which is how uh, they landed on a conviction against Adnan. But anyway, um, but now because of like, you know, advances in technology, I mean, our iPhones are supercomputers compared to like the 90s. So it's very easy to trace to a very precise location. Like, I don't know if you use Find My Friends, Darren, but I use it with a lot of my friends and you can see exactly where they are walking exactly they <laughs> at are. any given yeah. point. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. So anyway, police raced to the location, as we mentioned, where everyone's worst fear was confirmed. In the ravine, a trash can containing black trash bags tied with rope was found halfway down a hill. 
On the interior of the trash can were obvious traces of blood, and inside the bags were the decomposing remains of 33-year-old Cassandra Cantrell and her unborn baby. She had been stabbed multiple times, and coroners later found that she had sustained severe trauma to her head. So this, by the way, sounds like not a a defensive type of uh, of, no. of killing. This sounds very intentional. Well, I mean, no, no shit, especially with him doing exactly. the truck and then the bike and then deleting the text messages. Yeah, yeah it all doesn't look. Yeah, good. there's really no way out of this for him. This horrific discovery came almost a full month after Cassandra was last seen. Colin was arrested on September 22nd, 2020 for the first degree murder of Cassandra to which he pled guilty, which is somewhat rare. You don't ever really hear about that, but there was no way out of this. Unless he was going to get less of a sentence yeah. by pleading well, guilty, that's true. which I'm sure he was because he knew he was probably on, uh, against the wall. Right. Colin's sentencing began in November 2022, just a few months ago, where he received a total of 320 months in prison, which Cassandra's mother described as incredibly frustrating, actually. I, yeah, 320 months. While that is, like, I'm doing the math here right now, that is 26, a little over years. 26 years. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I mean, especially when there's, like, obvious signs to manipulate police and, like, you know, you're really, you're really killing this person and trying to cover it up. There's really no other circumstance unfolding here. Cassandra's twin brother, Rob, was also outraged by the sentencing and has made significant efforts to propose a new law that would automatically give a life sentence to anyone who knowingly kills a pregnant woman. By the way, I'm for that. So, Rob, sign me up. Well, knowingly kills a pregnant woman might uh, be half the country at this point, given the abortion Uh, rules. That's um, a whole other podcast. But you're right. That might be kind of hard to put into context because in theory... You know, maybe people don't want. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe people don't want any to kill any children, but they certainly have no problem forcing pregnancy. That's right. So uh, there's a lot kind of to. There's a lot. That, there's curious. definitely a lot. But I, the sentiment is sentiment's yes, there for I sure. Totally get it. Yes, yes. Rob is keeping his sister's memory alive not only in his efforts to pass this law, but also by living a childhood dream he and his sister had always shared. Growing up, the twin. Uh, growing up, the twins bonded over movies and TV shows and dreamt of one day opening opening a memorabilia and collectible store, which well, that's cool. I love that. That's something I totally would have done with my brother. Yes, I was going to say, it's very you, and very me in the sense of, you know, my Funko Pops. Well, Rob Cantrell opened Pacific Northwest Gaming and Collectibles, which he lovingly describes as a living monument to his sister. I want to go visit this now. If it's up in Washington, I'm going to pop by the Funko store headquarters that are up there. And then I'm going to go to this place just to show my patronage. But anyway, today, Colin Dudley is serving his sentence at the Callum Bay Correction Center, where he is expected to be released at the age of 66, which 66, I mean, you're not old, but you're not young. I mean, you're not young, but you're not old. You know, you could still live a life at 66 if you get out of prison. Yeah, it's interesting sentencing there. I wonder if it was just yeah. the circumstances, the age, the this, the that. It, yeah. It's 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 odd. Um, but let us know what you guys think. I'm also curious to think like in terms of rights, if any of you have children. Yeah, totally. What you've kind of given a thought to it. Let us know at Jay Thrasher at Carpe Darren. Um, yeah. you know, and obviously reach out to us on Patreon. Facebook and of course Instagram, all those are very important. Yeah. What an what a really I'm glad justice was served. You know, and I say that loosely in terms of like, I'm sure no one's, 
I'm glad that they brought the criminal to justice, but obviously the sentencing does feel pretty light, all things Surprising, considered. for sure, yeah. Um, but you never know. I mean, maybe he could be rehabilitated. I'd like to think That's of what I was thinking. in this, yeah. you know, like, why waste another life? Maybe there's something could, could happen with this, but uh, just sat all around. I want to end on some listener yeah. shout-outs, John. I'll give, I'll give you the first one, though. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout-out to my bestie in the whole world, Matt, who is cycling today, Darren, from Pittsburgh to Cumberland, Maryland, where I live and where he once lived, this is no small accomplishment. Pittsburgh is two hours by car, uh, so I don't even wow. know how far it is by by bicycling. Um, and he should be crossing the finish line today as this episode drops. So, Matt, if the weather held up, congratulations on your huge success. Magic and I are proud of you, and so are all of the listeners listening today. So congratulations. Is it on a race, or is he just doing it? He's doing it know. just to prove how great of a man he is. So, no, not a race, just for funsies. Shit. Yeah. Well, Caitlin, congrats, Matt. I'm yeah. looking forward to hearing all the, seeing all the pictures and everything. And Caitlin in our Facebook group heard about yes. you maybe making a catio for magic. A, pa- a patio for said, cats. Yep. I'm listening to the latest <laughs> NMR and wanted to show you my catio. We built it last month for our three kitties. Uh, goddess and we even put their litter box out there to to help keep the smell out of our house smart (laughs) Smart. we lock the doggy door once a day and go outside to scoop the litter but other than that they have free range day and night they love it we're planning on adding some fake grass to it for a little spice uh then our friend jennifer linked me me linked you to one on amazon i believe that you can already buy and you don't need to build and then i shamed you further (laughs) on facebook being like john step up the game so oh. did you buy it? What's up? Well, it's funny you say that because I was looking into um, some of this stuff on what, right before we started recording. So if you were shaming me, I might have missed it. But yes, thank you guys so much. I, I've had so many uh, people reach out to me about the catio and I was going to build one. I was like, let me let me get, you know, butch and masculine. And Do you want to prove you're a I man? I want to prove like I'm a man like build Matt. A catio. Yeah, I'm going to build yeah. a catio for my poor. I mean, what else could what else screams masculinity Obviously. then? building a patio for your cat. Um, But I will say, you know, by the way, Caitlin, yours looks amazing. I don't know if I could even ever do that, but Jennifer linked me to this one on Amazon. It's like 70 bucks and it's everything I need. And I'm like, I'm buying it. So is it wooden? It's not wooden. It It looks like hard plastic and uh, zippers and nets and stuff, which is fine for him. He's not even remotely aggressive. He would never try to like chew out of it. He's not. He's perfect. He's perfect. So, Thank you, everyone. I think the catio conversation may be closing soon, but I do appreciate everyone reaching out and wishing me the best with my cat. I mean, even today, I... I I want picks. I will. I'll definitely have picks. I'm still thinking, even if I buy this big plastic contraption or whatever it is, of still running a little cat catty door, little kitty door, like a doggy door, from my window so that he yeah. can run in and out without me having to let him in and out because that's that's cute. yeah so we'll see how this goes we'll see how it all full unfolds let him live let him live um all of this and more will be shared on my on our patreon um which you have to be a you know you could be a friend a best friend a radish or a sussy radish lots of catio updates going up on patreon if you're interested links for patreon merch and how you can watch this podcast ad free in video form are all available in our show notes. We really hope that um, you guys will sign up for Patreon. It's helping us pay our bills in ways you probably don't even realize. And uh, we keep we keep Megan fed, which is always important, Darren. We got to make sure we give her as much love. Megan She's keeping magic, the show going, obviously. you know. 
Yeah. And obviously, guys, keep submitting cases to us because we really like covering all the cases that you guys submit. Yes. We want you to feel a part of this podcast. So that's super important. And of course, we have to thank Megan. So one, two, three. Thanks, Megan. Megan. I'm glad that Megan wasn't caught up in this Rocky Horror Picture situation. That's for sure. No, I absolutely (laughs) agree with you on that. Uh, You know, and I'm glad justice was served here. That's right. And uh, we'll be back next week, Mother's Day. That's right. For a fresh new episode. We've got a fresh new episode. And I hope everyone enjoys their May. Bye. (laughs) 